MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting with Krishan Gopal, Senior Analyst at the World Gold Council. Krish, appreciate the time today. Your Q4 and obviously the, the 2023 report is out. Four-year mining production up 1%, supply up 3%. Did we get a new record for production? I know we were close as we chatted through the quarterly reports last year. Yeah, that's right, Simon. So while mine production did post another gain in 2023, as you say, up 1% to 3,644 tonnes, it actually just fell short (laughs) of the previous record set in 2018. So we saw a strong half in 2023, but unfortunately the growth rate slowed in the second half. So that led to an overall marginal decline in the level of production in gold. Central banks, one of the key features of the last couple of years has been central bank buying. It was a little low last year compared to a little lower than 2022. Probably some turkey sales we'd seen in the beginning. But central banks are still in a buying spree. And frankly, it looks like it could continue into this year. You're absolutely right. So um, 2023, we saw a second successive year of more than a thousand tons of demand from central banks, which, you know, after a thousand tons and over a thousand tons in 2022, we weren't really expecting. So it really shows the strength in central bank demand, even in 2023. And that really reinforces the trend that we've seen since 2010, that central banks have been accumulating gold at a relatively impressive pace. And as you say, looking into 2024, our expectations are that that's likely to continue some of the things that central banks have mentioned to us Mm -hmm. in terms of what is important for holding gold, things like its performance in times of crisis, its ability to act as inflation hedge. Those are still very much relevant as we're talking here in January 2024 and and don't seem things that are likely to change anytime soon. So our expectations, as I mentioned, was that going into the rest of this year, central banks are very much likely to be buyers of gold again. The difficulty is knowing how much. Yeah, but I take point. We might not know how much, but certainly they are buyers. Tech, and this really is digging into the smaller numbers, because it's actually an AI story here to a degree. Technology had a strong fourth quarter, expecting probably to be robust in 2024. It's small, but it's the demand for chips, which has obviously been driven by AI, and there's some gold in that circuitry. Absolutely. Many people may not know that gold is used in circuitry and chips, which feature in all manner of devices, such as the phones that you're using, the computers, smoke alarms. Mm. So gold's role in technology is, is quite prevalent. But as you mentioned, they tend to be used in incredibly small quantities. But what we're seeing more recently, the drive and the frenzy around AI and the chips needed to support that, as well as the existing electronic devices that we use, mm. continue to kind of create a role for gold within the technology space. And that's why, as you say, small relative to other sectors within the gold market, technology still sees a really robust and and consistent level of demand year to year. Two things that did surprise me. One was recycling. It was up 9%. And and maybe I'm just not in tuned enough here. I would have thought perhaps a higher recycling number considering the elevated gold price. Or is a 9% jump fairly significant? It's a good question. I think certainly the increase that we did see in recycling was a function 
of the higher gold prices that we mm-hmm. saw in 2023. I think gold prices hit records in most currencies. So it really shows you the strength that we saw. But I think it's the short-term increases in the gold price that really count in 2023. Mm-hmm. The increase that we saw was enough to elicit some demand, sorry, recycling apologies, but maybe not a significant amount. And I think part of that reason is due to the near market supplies as we term it. So it's the amount of gold that is readily available to come out onto the market depending on what the price does. So I think lower levels of that have also limited the level of of gold recycling that we saw last year. So that's Mm. a key reason. Okay, gotcha. The other head scratcher for me is ETFs still seeing outflows third year in a row. We've got gold just off the record highs. You mentioned the uncertainty out there, the inflation, the geopolitical risk. I'm always surprised that we aren't seeing more demand in the ETF space. Instead, we're seeing outflows. Yeah, it's a good point. Certainly the ETF space seems to have bucked the trend in terms of where investment has gone. We did, you're right, see the third year of outflows. And I think that was pretty consistent across different regions. Mm. Um, For most of the year, we saw outflows. Now, I think one of the key reasons for that is probably the backdrop of the economic and geopolitical environment. Certainly on the the economic side, I think very much investors, gold and more broadly, are watching what the central banks are doing. So the Fed, Mm -hmm. the ECB and, and other central banks around the world where they have been increasing rates. And now there are increasing questions about whether it's time for rates to kind of stay on hold or come down. And I think at the moment, there's just a level of uncertainty. And through much of 2023, obviously, we were still seeing increases. And because of gold's negative relationship with interest rates, so as interest rates go up, the opportunity cost of gold goes up, which means it's less attractive compared to other assets, served as a challenge to ETF investment. And that's why we saw the outflows over the year. Yeah, and I suppose although we're sitting here with uncertainty, let's be clear, the pandemic 2020 was way heightened uncertainty. Quick last question. You said the effects of soft landing, you see them as neutral to mildly positive for gold. If I put all of this together, what we've been chatting about, the central banks and the like, gold should have a decent 2024. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we look at the backdrop that we're currently in, certainly, you know, the uncertainty we just mentioned, mm-hmm. the economic backdrop, and, and certainly the geopolitical situation, they haven't significantly improved. And moving into 2024, obviously, it's a big election year for many yeah. countries around the world, which obviously poses an additional challenge. Now, I think there are a number of factors within that that kind of do provide a level of support for gold. And certainly, we could see that in several different sectors, as we mentioned, central banks or already i'm sure investment too but obviously you know as we move in through the year it obviously has to play out those events and we have to see how they have an impact but i certainly think as we've mentioned in our outlook certainly we feel that there is certainly cause for optimism around gold we'll leave it to krishan gopal senior analyst at the world gold council always appreciate the insights the show is brought to you by stanlib visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.